feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. At this hour, explosions being heard throughout the capital of Ukraine in Kiev. And reports from the Ukrainian president that he's not going anywhere. He said he will stay and fight with his country. Ukrainian's president also says that about 200 people have been killed so far. And at this hour, they are bracing because there are reports that the Russians may be coming in from all sides on the ground, not just by air. So it could be a very dramatic and unfortunate and disastrous night in Ukraine. So stay with us. We will have the very latest. What are your thoughts, first of all, of how dismal our president, President Biden, has done? To me, it is shocking How lackluster, how slow on the ball he's been. He seems completely out of it. And to me, this is exactly why you need to have a strong leader of the free world. You can't just have somebody who's like, uh, I'm not sure where, when, how, because not only does it not give us any confidence that he's in control and knows what he's doing, it doesn't give the world confidence. And so tonight, I am utterly embarrassed at the way that this president has handled this crisis. I am utterly embarrassed at the way that this administration has handled this crisis. And to me, it is well beyond him just being fumbly and bumbly. I've always never felt that that was a message of strength and a message of assuredness. But what's really sad to me tonight is to hear a president who doesn't sound like he knows what he's doing. He is so slow on the ball. He is so slow on reacting. He doesn't give me any sense of strength coming from the United States, which is the greatest country in the world. And to me, I have friends all over Eastern Europe who are panicking tonight. They are so worried. They are so concerned. And sadly, my response to them is, you have reason to be. And I never felt that way. Never felt that way in my lifetime. And we were just talking before the show about how different the world has looked and that we sort of grew up in this generation where you thought, okay, you know, the history of Russia, obviously Putin is a bad guy. He's a threat. But it's sort of in the past, hopefully, if you keep him in check and you keep an eye on him and you know how to really handle Putin. But sadly, we have a president now who is not doing that. And I remember when my father was telling me, a freedom fighter from Poland, about how scared to death he was of the ruthlessness of the Russians and how brutal they were and how Putin is always trying to take over the world. I remember thinking, gosh, what a horrible period my father lived through and how dangerous and how scary as a young boy, a young teenager, literally his country being taken over by war. And now tonight I have talked to friends from Poland who are worried that Putin is going to keep going. Can you imagine that? Keep going west. By the way, tomorrow um, we're going to put up a podcast. I did a podcast uh, that's going to be put up with Kelly Craft, 
the former Trump U.N. ambassador. And she said to me, she believes that Putin is going to keep going, that he's going to keep taking over. And her quote to me, which she said just a little bit ago, was, I am worried for Poland and I'm worried for Finland. Think about that. Did you ever imagine that a U.S. president would be so lackluster in not just leading America, but leading the world, putting us in such a dangerous position, first of all, with moving us away from energy independence to being energy dependent, partially on Russia, which is astounding. But not only that, his whole philosophy with Putin has been, uh, 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 well, we're going to sort of do some sanctions, maybe, I'm not sure, kind of. Do you think that that has scared off Putin? It never did. And proof in point what we have seen in the last 24 hours. In fact, when you were with us last night, that's when all the news broke. Literally, everything was breaking, as you know. And here it is 24 hours later. And can you imagine at this moment there are many reports that Russian troops are heading to Kiev and nothing is stopping them. And nothing that this president has said, our president has said, has stopped them either. And that makes me so sad. It makes me heartbroken. I love this country. I want this country to be seen as the beacon of strength and the beacon or freedom for the world. And that's what America is. That's what America represented when my father was 90 pounds and came across a river and saw young American GIs and thought it was a mirage when he saw American troops. He thought, oh, my God, America is the greatest country in the world. And my father came with 100 bucks to this country because he couldn't wait to come to what America represented. It represented strength. It represented courage. It represented we will always fight for our allies. And tonight I am sitting here and saying I cannot believe what I am seeing unfolding in the world. I've been sick to my stomach for the last 24 hours. And I want to hear your thoughts as to what you make, first of all, of this president and his very dismal attempt to be the, quote, leader of the free world. He is looking like he is like a follower among followers. You know, he's making the leader of Finland and he's making the leaders of Moldova All those guys looking like the rock stars compared to him. Do you realize Finland was out there? Finland, you know, which, again, is close to Russia, so they got to be worried. But they're putting out a statement. They put out a statement within minutes saying this is what needs to happen. We're also hearing other leaders saying this is what needs to happen. And our president's like, uh, 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 I have to check with NATO and see what NATO says. And then he comes out with a statement today that was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. He was asked by the media. Finally, the media was hammering him and asking him the kind of questions that they should have been asking for the last two years as opposed to a year. You know, uh, what ice cream, uh, Mr. President, is it strawberry or vanilla? Thank goodness they didn't go there today. They've given him a free pass, I think, for a year. And finally today, when they see that we are dealing with war, there is nothing more serious than protecting the homeland and protecting the world. Finally today, we see the media coming out and saying, uh, Mr. President, um, your sanctions aren't working. Your approach isn't working. Are you worried about a nuclear war? There was actually a question, and it was a warranted question, um, from Christine Cecilia Vega from ABC during the press conference today. And she asked him, she said, you know, Putin said last night, as we were saying right here when it came out live, essentially, if the world kind of retaliates and has some response and doesn't let them just mow over basically Ukraine and who knows what else is next, then you will see basically something you've never seen in history. 
So they asked him the appropriate question. President Biden, what's your response? Do you think that he might consider using nuclear weapons? This is a nuclear power. I mean, this is why this is a scary time. And our president goes, uh, uh, I don't really know. I don't know what he's going to do. Does that give anybody out there any sense of assurance? Sadly, no. And to me, that is absolutely heartbreaking to see us now in a leadership position that is rudderless, in a leadership position that I think is embarrassing to the world. And there is not a single leader out there that says, oh, gosh, I really feel like President Biden's got it all under control, like America's got it all under control. It is like America last. And that breaks my heart. And these are the repercussions when you have a soft, you know, lackluster president who doesn't take control. And I think we are now paying the ultimate dear, dear price. And so is the world. And boy, at this hour, according to reports, boy, is Ukraine taking the battering like nothing else. It is unbelievable to see right now. And it breaks my heart. I want to hear your thoughts. It's one 800 Eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Eric in Manhattan. Eric, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts about our president? Hi, Rita. Well, you know what disgusts me is the apathy, not just in the president, but in a lot of people. You know, they leave these little things smoldering in the background, and then boom, they explode, and then you're surprised when all these people are dead. You know, you can't you can't like not do something that's necessary because Orange Man bad. You know, because uh, you didn't like his tweets. Um, you know, not that I want to be giving heavy weapons out to other countries, but it would have been a deterrent. I mean, this wouldn't be happening right now. Thousand you know, percent, be, it, Eric. But and, and Eric, I'll let you. I'll let you reply because I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. The fact that this president said, "Well, at some point, we're maybe going to do sanctions," and then when he did sanctions, they were so lackluster. Uh, the first round, even the round that he just announced today. I'm like, are you kidding me? Russia has just invaded Ukraine. They're slaughtering the country, and you can only come up with these little tepid sanctions. And he didn't sound like a leader. He didn't sound like anything that if I were Putin, if I were any leader, I'd be worried about him. You know, if I was Cyprus right now, I'd say that guy's a wimp. You know, I I don't care. And Putin is laughing all the way to the bank. Um, And and that's what saddens me, Eric. (laughs) It, it, it is sad. I mean, you know, I've been waiting since – I mean, people don't think about these things. Trump was sending javelins over there and stingers, you know, defensive stuff. I mean, I've been waiting for – oh, it's, 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 they're doing it again. But no, no. And then – so this is inevitable. You knew it was going to happen because, you know, they, they, they give us bulletins about stuff like that. They're sending weapons to this place or that place. But no, nothing. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. And, and, and you know what's amazing, too? How sad is it, Eric, that we're in a position where we're thinking, gosh, I hope our U.S. military is beefed up enough because this president hasn't exactly made it a priority. You know, I mean, and right now, if this is not the proof of why you have to have a strong military because there are bad people out there and the only way they understand it is with force. And exactly like you said, first off, we should have sent a lot more military weaponry. We should have sent the best state-of-the-art weaponry to, indeed, you know, to Ukraine. And then we should have had even more U.S. forces in the neighborhood. I'm not necessarily saying U.S. troops, you know, in the country or whatever, but in the neighborhood. We should have sent a lot more, and we should have said, hey, President Putin, you know what? If you don't like the weaponry that Ukraine has, and if you make a move— we're basically going to triple the weaponry tomorrow. You know, they're right there. I, I nothing, nothing. And that saddens me. 
and now we are in, you know, on the verge of maybe World War III. How sad is that? Um, Eric, thank you very much. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. Go ahead, Joe. Your thoughts about our lackluster president. You just, you just said it. We're on the verge of World War III. We are. We're on the brink of war. This guy, Putin, is not fooling around. This is a serious, serious situation. He's out to take land, and he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's not afraid of the sanctions. Rita, he's got his allies over there. They, they planned this a long time ago. They're ready to go. Yeah, and you know, you know what's interesting, Joe? I talked to a friend earlier tonight and said something that really resonated with me. She was saying to me that, you know, Putin wants to kind of live forever and use the analogy of Hitler. You know, like Hitler didn't really care. He just wanted to, like, go down in history as the guy, you know, who, who took over Europe in his mind and took over the world in his mind. That was his objective. And she really believes that Putin is sort of the same kind of guy, that he'd like to go down in the record books as the guy who, you know, reclaimed Ukraine, reclaimed this, reclaimed this, reclaimed that. And that that's his objective. He's such an egomaniac that he wants to go down in the history books as being one of the worst dictators ever. And but the guy with the, that mindset and that's a scary mindset. And that kind of mindset doesn't understand. Uh, 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 I don't know what kind of sanctions. I mean, that's that is that is such a scary premise to think that. We have the leader of the free world, which is what America always is. And yet I feel like we are so rudderless at this moment, Joe. Your thoughts real quick. And look look at the position that Biden put us in. He put us oil dependent now. He gave he gave all the stuff to Russia. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, to me, all for the sake of his, you know, mission of being climate change, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's astounding somehow climate change doesn't really matter right now if you don't have you know if you're worried about the world's security you know i I mean it's it is unbelievable what a fool and what an embarrassment joe thank you very much we're going to continue with your calls everybody 1-800-848-9222 and we're going to continue with your calls here on the rita cosby show i'm embarrassed about our president are you it's the rita cosby show Breaking news. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby show um, in the last few minutes, by the way, President Zelensky of Ukraine coming out and saying that he believes he is target number one for Putin and his forces. Think about that, how scary that situation is right now. He said he is staying, though, in his country and he is there at the capital city, reportedly, which uh, they are being told that Russian troops are moving into the capital of Kiev. And as we speak right now, new explosions being heard, new fresh rounds in Kiev taking place. And boy, has our president just bungled this one, hasn't done anything. There is clearly nothing that is thwarting President Putin and clearly a lackluster, tepid U.S. president with uh, basically next to nothing in sanctions is doing zero. And to me, that is absolutely Frightening. Let's go to Mary Beth in Long Island. Mary Beth, your thoughts about our president and where this is headed? First of all, I'm heartbroken for the people in Ukraine. My prayers are with them. Me too. Um, Rita, our forefathers 
thought of everything. They built so many things into the Constitution to thwart off challenges that we've come up with. But they had no idea we were going to get the man who Bernard McGurk refers to as the imbecile in chief. And if the people in Congress have any loyalty or love for this nation, they have to start acting. This man doesn't have his marbles anymore. He's not competent. He needs to be taken out. And unfortunately, the woman behind him doesn't know what she's doing. I don't know how they're going to get her out, but something needs to be done. And if the Congress, if the members love this country and have loyalty to the people they represent, they have to do something. Yeah, it is frightening, Mary Beth. And I have never really, I've always not been impressed with President Biden since he's been president, because I agree with you, his sadly mental decline is very apparent, I think, and very transparent, and it's frightening. Um, and and I I met Biden, by the way, first time I met Biden, I think it was 1995, when I was in Washington, and I was senior correspondent for Fox News in Washington. So I know he would, this, this is not the mental acuity of the guy that I met in 1995, you know, but to your point, it is frightening. This is the first time that I really am so, so worried of who is in the White House, given the serious repercussions and what we are seeing in the world. And, you know, you know, they were so quick to say, oh, well, let's try to impeach Trump. I, I, I just think it is absolutely frightening what we have in the White House now. And it scares me where this is headed. I feel your frustration. I feel your pain. We're going to continue with calls after the break. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a Pennsylvania police officer and a teenage bystander were hailed heroes as they jumped into an icy pond to save three children. A 16-year-old was hanging out with friends when he suddenly heard screaming, and he said they needed help. He was trying to do what he could to get a young boy and a little girl out. Uh, And then another child was also in there he recognized, and he said they were shaking and shivering, trying to do whatever he could. Um, And then nothing was working, so he started screaming, and that's when Collingdale Police Sergeant Pat Kilroy arrived. Kilroy dove into the pond, and he rescued all the kids that were in there with the help of also the bystander who was helping nearby. He said they were so scared, and at that point he said, I just knew what I had to do. The police chief called it a community effort, and everybody involved in the incident, including the three kids, are expected to be okay. Bravo to Sergeant Kilroy and, of course, to all of our great men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about the situation in Ukraine as right now Russian troops are apparently moving towards the capital of Kiev. And, of course, we know that through the night there were just massive airstrikes taking place. Um, By the way, also, uh, the president of Ukraine saying that he knows that he is target number one for the Russian troops. And he said he is staying and protecting his country. Also, a really uh, powerful report talking about Ukrainian border guards who were stationed on a place called Snake Island. It's in the Black Sea, south of Odessa. 
when a Russian warship ordered them to surrender under the threat of attack. So the warships are coming as well as air and, again, ground as we're talking about. And their response was to the Russian warship, go blank yourself. Can you imagine? The Russians were like, we want you to surrender. We want you to surrender. And they said, no way. We are not surrendering Ukraine. This is Ukraine territory. We're not surrendering. And sadly, all 13 of them were killed, and they are now being hailed as heroes. This took place uh, 25 miles from NATO territory, and a lot of people are saying that this just shows the ruthlessness of the Russians. The number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And I want to get your take on how our president has, I just think, fumbled and bumbled and everything his way through this crisis. And this is why you got to have a strong leader. This is why you have to have a strong United States. And this is why you have to have a strong world security. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hill. Stan, your thoughts about all this, my friend. How are you doing? Good evening on this cold night. Well, you're, yeah, night. yeah. It's not, a, it's not a good evening in Ukraine, but it's, uh, you know, for uh, the world. Is, this is true. Look, uh, I just love backseat drivers. Many of them here, and you as well. I love what you say about the president. So I just admire your your patriotism and and respect. And talking about the old the way it should be, the harsh reality all right, of so it Stan, is. Just a minute. Just all right, a minute. all right. Go ahead, but I'm, I'll hold I, on, all right, ahead. yeah. I'll let you go. Do you know? No, but go let, ahead. You're first. All you're right. First. So first <laughs> of all, I have this to me is abominable. The way our president has shown such tepid response. It has been dreadful. Rita, what do you Stan, want, Rita? Stan, you want war? Stan. Rita. No, I want a leader. I'd like a leader. I'll take a leader for starters, Stan. Stan, go ahead. Do you think he's a leader? If you think Absolutely he's, he's if you a think he's a leader, Sometimes then you need to be working to in an ice cream parlor, buddy. Let me tell you something. Did you hear what your ex-leader just said a couple hours ago? Who's my ex-leader? Who's my ex-leader? My my leader, Stan. That traitor, that insurrectionist. He said he was that Putin was savvy and a genius. He said it. I'm saying to myself, why didn't you say what he did was horrible? That he's a dictator because he's because Trump thinks the way he does. Just Trump believes in him. Trump admires him. He wants to be like him. And that's why you wouldn't have heard anything Trump say about how this is so terrible, how he said what I would do, what he would do. We know what he would do. Nothing. All right, Stan, now, now that you've gotten your little temper ahead, tantrum dear. out, ahead, okay? Ahead. So now Absolutely. that we've gotten that, two things. First off, Trump did say yes. He said that, here's his quote, he also said, I mean, Putin's taking over the country for $2 worth of sanctions. So he's mocking Biden and saying that Putin really pulled one over on Biden. Uh, I... For you, I'll give you one here. If somebody asked me, what do you think of Putin? I would say he is a dictator. He's a ruthless. He's a monster. I would, But I would say he's taking advantage of a very weak American president. And that, I don't think so. Oh, don't think so. oh, wait a minute, Stan. Are you kidding me? What are you yeah, drinking? No, are you drunk kidding. tonight? The, you, let me, let's put it this way, okay? Rita Cosby's there as president today. Would you, would you send missiles over, Rita? Tell no. me right now, what would you do? Or would you negotiate or would you do sanctions? What would you do, Rita? I would have done something months what, ago, Stan. I would have, have I would have I would have I would have I would have talked. What would Rita. you have done? No, I don't what want would I have by done? the way, Stan, by the way, 
I do not want to run for office, but uh, <laughs> but because I wouldn't want that job. But, you may you may win. You may win. Too, yeah. By the way. Yeah. By the way, yeah, do you want to hear what's actually? Actually, I'll tell you a true story, Stan. It's so funny because you know I love you. Um, I have had people come to me and ask me to run for some big <laughs> positions over the years. And I've said, no way, I don't want to. Well, President Cosby. President Cosby. <laughs> By the way, Stan, the only way I would do it is if you could be my press secretary. <laughs> what do you think? That we would be a winning ticket, Rita, Stan. Rita. <laughs> I might think about it. You know, you may be, you know, you might have something there. There but you no. go. Stan, if you be my press secretary, then I'll run. You like, okay, I would do that to you. <laughs> Absolutely. But here's my point. Why does he say that? Why did he say, what, shouldn't he say, this is the worst thing that happened? Shouldn't they say, God, this, this is terrible. We need to support our country. He said nothing, Rita. Come on. Actually, actually, to, Stan, I, two things. He did say that he is praying for Ukraine and he oh, thinks gee, this is nice. devastating. Nice. He did say it's devastating. But we're not talking about Trump right now, Stan. I'm asking no, you. My, my question to you Absolutely. is the president right. no, who's right. in office right now. Yeah, and I don't so, think I don't think we would be in this situation if it were President Trump, but we'll get to that in a moment. I first want to ask you about sure. the lackluster leadership that we have absolutely seen from this president months ago. This, What could be more transparent, Stan? Putin put it in his manifesto in July and said, here is my plan. Here is what I'm going to do. I mean, you got to be an idiot if you can't figure out that he's going to do it. He doesn't just kind of put it. He made it so simple. He laid out the roadmap, and he is following his roadmap. And he not, it wasn't like some surprise that happened earlier this week. And you know what's so astounding, Stan? In the middle of all of this, it was – I, I want to play a clip from John Kerry on Monday. Go because, ahead. All right? And I want to get your take because here's go, John go Kerry. Ahead, no John Kerry on Monday, Stan – he is doing an interview. The world is asking him, you know, I'm seeing the brink of war. I've been anxious because I love our country. I love world security. I want everybody to be safe. Um, and, you know, my father is from Poland, so we understand the price of the Russians and we understand the price of the Germans. We understand dictators. My father is, has, has experienced them firsthand, you know. So I get that history. So to me, when I saw what's been happening and the encroachment and Putin making his statement on Monday to the world, here's what I'm gonna do it's like you gotta be like you gotta be like deaf dumb and blind to not figure out the guy's gonna do it right so the question to john Kerry on monday is talking to him about what do you think of putin listen to his answer stan and if this doesn't reinforce to you an administration that is out of touch i don't know what does here here's him the world's worried about nuclear the world's worried about attacks the world's worried about strikes john Kerry's worried about climate change take a listen I'm very concerned about I'm concerned about Ukraine because of the people of Ukraine and because of the principles that are at risk uh, in terms of international law and trying to change boundaries of international law by force. Uh, I thought we lived in a world that had said no to that kind of activity, and I hope diplomacy will win. But massive uh, emissions consequences to the war, but equally importantly, you're going to lose people's focus. You're going to lose certainly big country attention because they will be diverted. And, and uh, I think it could have a damaging impact. So, you know, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66 percent of a nation that was over frozen land. Now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk. 
and the people of Russia are at risk. And so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. All right. So, Stan, is there anyone who is thinking about the emissions from the war or climate change when he's about to take over he, Europe? He mentioned uh, about the possible invasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by, by the way, yeah, by the way, there, by the way, Stan, by the way, what he said, Stan, I heard it. I heard it. By the way, oh, yeah, there's, there, there could be an invasion. But the real problem is the emissions from the invasion, you know, the, the, the effect on climate change. That's where John Kerry was focused on Monday. And that, in part, that attitude is why we're in war today. First of all, he's not in the government at this stage. Guess what? He was the former Secretary of former, State. He's, former, he's former, the, he's the climate czar. He is one of the closest aides to Biden for decades, Stan. He's one of the closest aides. I know that for a fact. The whole world knows that for a fact. And he's thinking of climate change. Shame on him and shame on this administration. But, Stan, I'm counting on you as my press secretary. I'm okay? there. Just let me know. We'll have the, first, we have to have lunch. That's a deal. That's a deal. I'll treat. All right. I'll treat. Hey. I, I do hope this. I do hope the, the, the casualties are not. I'm praying for that. Oh, the me cas- too, Stan. Me you too, know, Stan. Look, I, uh, if we have to go to war, it is no easy answer, and it could go nuclear. But I hope the casualties are minimal, and I hope the Ukrainians can fight back to some extent. Absolutely. I do too. I do too. They are there, and I, I am praying for them and praying for freedom and praying for democracy and praying for President Zelensky and all his people right now tonight. Absolutely. Stan, I love you. Thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Let's go to Devin in Yonkers. Go ahead, Devin, your thoughts about all of this. Yeah, um, I, I need to throw up in my mouth listening to Stan. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't want to spend an hour, you know, talking about Trump uh, because, there, boy, is there enough tonight to talk about just the patheticness of Biden. And I love how he takes Trump's words totally out of context. But you know, Stan claims he's not drinking, even though I worry about that. But go ahead. Go ahead, Devin. Well, I mean, the, the fact that Stan thinks that Joe Biden is a leader just says it all. But as far as Joe Biden is concerned, he's a spineless jellyfish puppet of the AOC woke left. And he is why this is happening. He, he, the, Putin, it's, Putin smelt weakness and he went for it because he knew Biden wouldn't do a darn thing. And the other thing I just wanted to say is that for Biden to know where America currently is with supply chain problems, with with uh, inflation as high as he is, the fact that he waited this long to do these stupid little sanctions that are that are doing nothing, that like he, he didn't do something right off the jump, just shows that he doesn't care about what's in the best interest of our country, because we're all going to pay more now. We're already paying $4 a gallon now. We're going to be paying 6 by the time this is over with. Absolutely. And if it's his – and, and Devin, you're right. It is his policies that created this because it's his policies of cutting off the Keystone Pipeline, not drilling on federal lands, all of these things. I, I mean, it's, it's actually shocking that we had what – he came into, you know, a president who made us energy independent – and who gave us that, you know, that skill, beefed up our militaries, did a whole bunch of those things. And then now we, in the last year, we have a president who basically cut off Keystone Pipeline, 11,000 jobs in his first day on executive order. I've never in my lifetime, I've covered a whole bunch of presidents, you guys. I have never seen a president kill so many jobs within hours of taking over the presidency. To me, that's shocking. That's one. And then we get to the point where we're actually getting Russian oil. I mean, how stupid are you? 
And then you go to the point now where Putin's threatening you. He puts out the manifesto. He doesn't threaten him back, doesn't bully him back, says, oh, well, maybe if it's a minor incursion, we may not do anything. Don't you think that telegraphs something? You know, I mean, this guy's a moron. He is unbelievably stupid. Yeah, it telegraphs that the United States is here to be exploited by our enemies. And and likewise, they're they're pouncing. And, and China will be next with Taiwan. I mean, this this president is the worst president that this country has ever seen, hands down. And sadly, but, sad, but you know, what's amazing, Devin. Sadly, it's not just for us. And that's why it's so important that we have a strong leader, not just for us, but for the world. Because look at the repercussions right now that we're seeing from a weak president, because the world looks to America always. World looks to this Amen. great free country. And that's why we have to have a strong, great president to send a message, not just for our, obviously, first and foremost, our own security, but to the world that there's somebody in control. And right now, it certainly doesn't look like our White House. And that saddens me. Uh, Devin, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 I cannot believe how lackluster, pathetic, and dismal our president has been in the last 24 hours, last few months leading up to a crisis that the writing was on the wall. And now we have one of the most ruthless dictators basically mulling his way through Ukraine. And we're sitting back because we have a lackluster White House. 1-800-848-9222. What are your thoughts? This is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, in the last few hours, uh, Ukraine is ordering all of its citizens to pick up arms and fight against Russia. Uh, Also banning any male citizens 18 to 60 years of age from leaving the country, saying that they are not allowed to leave the country of Ukraine, that everybody it is all hands on deck to fight the Russians, which are encroaching the capital city of Kiev right now as we speak. And our president, well, boy, what a moron and how lackluster and dismal has he been. It is so bad that even on MSNBC, the analysts say, where is our president? What the heck is he doing? Listen to MSNBC this morning. I think this will be Putin's Afghanistan moment, but it'll come at a terrible price and a terrible cost to the Ukrainian people. And I, I do not, there is no rationality here. He is, he is motivated by some crazy ideas. I want to really emphasize that. I listened to his speech on Monday. I listened to his speech last night. He's talking about denazification. There are no Nazis in Ukraine. Oof. The leader of Ukraine is not a Nazi. He's a democratically elected leader. He's Jewish. He is not a Nazi. And for, for just to, I, I, I'm sorry I'm so emotional, but we've got to get over the fact that we're going to deal with this guy in some realpolitik cost-benefit analysis. We've got to treat him as an irrational, evil leader who is unjustly and grossly attacked a free and democratic Ukraine. Absolutely. And if you think that uh, 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 Biden, who is talking about uh, 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 sanctions, is doing anything to thwart it, he is not. He is, I think, emboldening this evil, irrational leader, as even MSNBC says it. My goodness. one 800 
too. Let's go to Maria in Brooklyn. Maria, your thoughts about this and how concerned when you see our president. I just think he is he is rudderless and it's been pathetic. Rita, let me tell you something. To show up one and a half hour late is unbelievable, feckless. I have a feeling this is not stopping in Ukraine. I have that gut feeling in my heart, in my stomach. And I have a different take of, on everything that has happened in Ukraine. Ukraine keeps coming back since the time they, they impeached President Trump. Ukraine, I heard um, I, you had uh, a general on your show saying that the McCain's, the Kerry's, the Biden's um, were all involved in all that corruption in Ukraine. And remember when this impeachment call came about Hunter Biden's money dealings in Ukraine? Right. And now it comes yep. back. Let me just ask you something, Rita. I would love to get to the bottom of why Ukraine. Ukraine was the bed of corruption, and it, it was getting too close for Putin, and I'm sure Putin didn't want any part of it, and he said enough. And now Biden in office was the perfect time. I also understand Putin is against the one international one world order so i have a different take on this this was probably already long ago planned and i'm not sure that biden and his little uh, minions uh are don't be so innocent they are it, this is all probably part of the plan because they know that putin has something on all of them but they you know what but you know what pocket. maria if that's true, and by the way, you do bring up some interesting points about Hunter and all of that stuff. You're right. You have to look into all of that because, remember, you know, the president has said, oh, I don't know anything about it. And then there's the picture of him with the business associate golfing and all that stuff. But separate than all of that, Maria, then you have to believe that Biden is a smart guy and that this was some like really, uh, you know, really twisted, concocted plan by the Biden administration And sadly, right now, I just think he is inept. I think he is overwhelmed. I think he's clueless. And I think he has shown the worst form of leadership that has put us and the world in tremendous danger. I don't know if he's smart enough to be that conniving. I think he is stupid enough to now, sadly, get us what may be into a major, major war that could have enormous repercussions. I'm going to continue, everybody, after the break with your calls. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on, sadly, another night of war as the Russians continue their full-fledged invasion into Ukraine. In the last few hours, we've been getting updates that Russian troops are physically moving in on the ground toward Kiev, the capital city, which is right basically in the middle of the country, not near those Russian separatist regions. And we saw in guests last night some of the strikes there taking place. And we're hearing in the last few minutes that there are air raid sirens taking place over Kiev, that strikes are continuing over Kiev, and that Russian forces are targeting major cities. Um, In return, Ukraine's president has basically said that all citizens in his country should pick up arms and protect 
Ukraine that he knows his entire country is basically under assault from all sides, also ordering all men ages 18 to 60 not to leave the country as many are indeed fleeing towards all the different border regions. And that's a huge, huge concern, not only obviously so heartbreaking to see what's happening to the people of Ukraine and those who are fleeing will also create refugee crisis Uh, throughout the world. There are anticipations that there could be up to 5 million refugees fleeing the country of Ukraine as a result of this air assault. And what is our president doing? Absolutely, in my mind, close to nothing. He might as well just do nothing because they have been lackluster sanctions. There has been lackluster verbiage. I am embarrassed at the fact that this president has been so tepid, so delayed, so sort of too late, too little, even today, after everything that has happened in the last 24 hours, and the world is basically on fire now in the last 24 hours, and you are dealing with an evil madman who's talking about you know, reclaiming the Soviet empire. And guess what? That doesn't just mean Ukraine. There's a lot of other countries around there, and there's a lot of other countries that he might try to swoop up in the meantime, too. And he's not seeing anything at this point from our president that's making him say, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should delay this. Maybe I should talk about it. He's just laughing to the bank, and that makes me so heartbroken as an American who loves this country and wants the best for our country, for our president, and for the world. And yet, this president, after everything that has happened and the world has been pleading with him, he wouldn't make an official statement until he talked to the other countries. He's kind of, what are they going to do? How are they going to handle it? And then he comes out with what he says is going to be this major statement. And the statement, to me, was basically like a second grader slap on the wrist. To me, it is embarrassing. And take a listen to what President Biden said just a few hours ago after Ukraine was under assault and continues to be at this hour. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show this is going to take time and we have to show resolve so he knows what's coming. Unbelievable. And then he further said, you know what? These sanctions were never really going to work, whatever. We weren't really sure. So why were you doing them? And then he said, you know what? Maybe we're going to do a new round, but it might take about a month or so. You want to tell that to the people in Ukraine who are being told today that grandmothers need to pick up arms to defend their country? You think they're going to have a month? Look at what President Putin has done in 24 hours. They ain't going to have a month to keep their country. And meanwhile, President Biden's like, well, maybe in about a month, some of these sanctions might kind of take hold, hang with us. Are you kidding me? Ukraine is going to be a parking lot in a month. It may be a parking lot in a week. Here's a little bit more of President Biden and our vice president talking today. And listen to the conflict. They can't even get their own story straight. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. So he's like, we never expected it would be. And then she right afterwards says, we expected them to be a deterrence. Well, they didn't work as a deterrence. And Joe Biden was right. They never expected them to be. So why do them? So why are you doing anything at all? And here's a little bit more. Things are so bad that CBS News even was critical 
about President Biden's fumbling and bumbling. He was blistered today by the mainstream media and appropriately so. I thought that was so interesting when President Biden said no one expected sanctions to prevent anything. Actually, that's exactly what his foreign policy team said again and again. It is what his secretary of state said to me uh, on Sunday alone. The purpose is to do everything we can to deter it, to prevent a war, to deter the aggression. And once you trigger sanctions, you lose the deterrent effect. Right. And then meanwhile, he's like, well, we never really expected it to stop. He can't even figure it out. He is all over the place. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tommy in Brooklyn. Tommy, your thoughts about what is, I think, a really scary situation right now. Yeah, it is. Hi, Rita. I love your show. Um, I'm a veteran and I'm worried. Oh, oh thank you. Where, where where were you in the war? Where were you a veteran? Iraq, 05 and 06, two tours. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Thank you. So, Tommy, as a veteran, what are you thinking is going on tonight in Ukraine? And what are your thoughts about our president? <laughs> I can't say what my thoughts are exactly about the president. But anyway, that the Ukraine situation is, is just ridiculous. And our president is capable of leading the U.S. or NATO. Biden's incompetent. And so is his administration right now. A private could have done better than this with protecting uh, protecting Europe and, and uh, Ukraine, at least helping them, at least. I've been thinking a lot about what's been going on. Like, he's had problems from day one. He closed our pipeline. He opened up uh, Russia's pipeline, helps them. We have border problems. We have mandates and, and all that other stuff. Something comes to mind and it keeps coming to mind. It's treasonous. Our borders are not – we're not longer – we're not sovereign anymore. And that is part of the, the – um, the, the reason for treaty, that is part of the definition of treason in sovereign state. And I just feel that way. And, you know, we took an oath. He took an oath. And so does a lot of his people in the administration that I do solemnly swear that I will defend, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all, uh, all enemies, foreign and domestic. And, and it goes on. No, um, I agree. And, and he is, the border, as you point out, it's astounding how open that border is and that they refuse to close it. And that he refuses to even acknowledge it's a problem. And the fact we've had just such a voluminous amount of people coming through our border unchecked, unvaccinated, through everything that we've all gone through the last two years, it's its disgusting. Um, it's shameful. Drugs. Yes. And the drugs and the fentanyl, as you're bringing up your great point, Tommy. And now when I see what he's doing with Ukraine the fact that he's like, oh, well, we didn't really think sanctions would work and we don't really know if they're going to work now. It's, and then he's, he literally said today, you know what, we have to give sanctions time. It'll take about a month. Tommy, you have been what? in battle. Do you think Ukraine right now where they're asking every citizen, grandmothers and, and young kids to pick up arms, do you actually think they have a month of their country? I don't think so. No, they, gotta, they don't have a week. You know, it, 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 we got to do something. The world has to do something. In the army, we have a saying. You know, this whole situation is foobar. I can't repeat what it means. When when Biden said, I mean, when uh, when Trump said that Putin was a, a genius, I just added the word he's an evil genius. You know, um, when they started to build up their forces, you know, we should have started. We put three thousand uh, troops in in um, in Poland, I believe. We should have just kept putting troops over there. More I and agree. More. I agree. And and you know and you know what also Tommy and you've dealt with obviously you know you you've been in battle uh, with bad characters you need oh, to yeah. send a message to say when you're dealing with bad actors you need to say you know this will not be tolerated you know I mean no. you think about you think about you were in Iraq 
and I think about Saddam's, you know, final days. You know, they finally found him in that hole. But remember, yeah. President Bush actually sent, remember, the cruise missiles to where he thought he was having, uh, remember, it was like lunch or dinner, remember? Remember, yeah. to that restaurant. It was like he said, listen, if you do this, we're going to send cruise missiles. We know where you are. We're going to be following him. He missed him at that point. But then, remember, mm-hmm. he ultimately got him uh, uh, hiding and cowering in a hole, you know. Yep. Uh, but he was like, we are going to search the ends of the earth to get you, you know. And, and there is no sense right now that Putin feels like, oh, God, you know, I, I, I haven't even felt any, any strength out of our president or pounding on the table about defending freedom and defending the world and defending Ukraine. I miss, where is that strength? I don't know. I don't know where it is. It, 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 our president, we're supposed to unite our, and, and help our, our country, you know, get, get out, you know, get, um, oh, I'm sorry, I can't think. It, it's just that when, when you're a president, you're supposed to lead, you know, but lead from power. You know, a lot of presidents in the past have led from power. Some have led from weakness. And that's what we're doing right now. We're leading from weakness. And, and I don't think this is good for our country. I don't think this is good for the world. I don't we either. Need to show, we, need to stand, we need to stand up to this guy. He's, that's how Russians respect strength. Yeah, it's like a bully. A bully in the schoolyard. Yeah. And this, and obviously he's a, he's a horrible, evil bully. Um, and you need to stand up to bullies because that is yeah. the only way. They back down, and that saddens me, you know, but that is the reality. And and True. the most important thing is to protect the homeland, protect America, protect the world's freedom. Um, yeah. And, uh, Tommy, I just want to say thank you for your service, and I'm so glad that you're listening in. Tommy, thank you very, very much for the call. Let's go to Trisha. Go ahead, Trish. Rita, I am way beyond embarrassed. I'm heartbroken, and I'm furious. Obvious if the voters were not so gullible and they vote based on emotions and they are gullible they believe the leftist media the lies about trump and this has been a nightmare for americans and the whole world for the entire year plus that biden's been president it's not just now i mean it's horrific what putin's allowed to do and the world is at risk, but the inflation, the border problems, the drug, you know, everything that everyone's talking about. I, I just, I it's mean, shocking. you can tell. It I'm is, so no, angry. It, I, I am so angry. And you know, Trisha, I'm also worried. Like, like before I felt like our president was fumbling and bumbling and all these other things. Um, and it was embarrassing. But I feel like now I am actually truly worried. Because when you're dealing with somebody like him and then you see China today, China's not calling it an invasion. By the way, this has come out in the last few hours, Tricia, that China is actually saying, you know, okay, well, Russia's doing an action. They're not saying Russia's doing an invasion. So what does that show about sort of the partnership of China and Russia? They're in cahoots. So China's saying, China's going, bravo, Russia. That's what's happening clearly behind our back. They're basically doing it to our face. And then they're looking at Taiwan and thinking, great, we're next. God, they're getting the green light there. We're next. And then Iran's going, well, we're next. You know, if I'm Israel and I'm Poland tonight and I'm, and I'm Finland, I'm shaking in my boots. And that saddens me. I'm, I'm half Polish, Trisha. I, I'm worried about my father's homeland being wiped off the map because we have an ignorant president. 
Yes, I agree with you. The tyrants rejoice that Biden is in the White House, and it would be a total different story if we still had President Trump. I mean, they were afraid of him. They knew he would act. Yeah, and they feel no fear, sadly, from this president, and that is really, really sad. Tricia, thank you for your calls. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, tonight on what is a very difficult night, sadly, in Ukraine, I think, for the world. Um, Right now, we are seeing, you know, continued invasion in Ukraine, reports that Russian troops are coming closer and closer on the ground to Kiev, planning to take over the capital city. That could happen even overnight tonight. 1-800-848-9222. What are your thoughts? And talk about the missteps that led to this moment that history may very sadly well remember. 1-800-848-9222. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Uh, There are reports now that President Zelensky of Ukraine, as his country is under attack tonight, um, is saying that Russian sabotage forces had entered the city to hunt for him and his family. He is also saying in address to the nation, basically, that we have been left alone to defend our state, saying he was grateful to the countries that have been providing help and not just statements. Uh, basically, all they've gotten from America, sadly, is statements and some words of sanction that President Biden says are going to take effect. They're going to take some time. They're going to take maybe about a month or so to work. They are hunting for the president of Ukraine tonight, and they're hunting for his family. And Russian troops are coming closer. And President Biden saying, our sanctions are going to maybe work in about a month. Do you think that that's going to help Ukraine, which is going to look like a parking lot at that point? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eileen in New York. Go ahead, Eileen, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I just want to say one thing. I think Democrats are in a Biden-induced coma. Yeah. Now, why do you think that? Uh, because he certainly feels like he is in a coma the way he's handled this crisis. But cor- correct. But I feel the Democrats who voted him in, they're in a Biden-induced coma. Yeah, I agree. And I think, by the way, I mean, midterms are coming up in the next few months. You know, we know they're in November. We'll see where it goes. I think a lot of people are having buyer's remorse on the Democratic side who voted for these people and are now seeing how dangerous it is if you are tepid, if your focus is on climate change as opposed to protecting the homeland. Boy, do you have your priorities out of whack. Let's go to Jay in New Jersey. Go ahead, Jay. Your thoughts about this. Rita, this will never happen under President Trump. I agree. I agree. It yeah. never would. I, I agree. And he Biden went, could have prevented it. He had just had to sanction Nord Stream 2. Right. And he didn't. And you know what yeah. he did, Jay? He did He did the opposite, as you know. He basically first agreed for it to go forward, which was the most astounding thing of all, Jay. Yeah. Biden surrendered to Putin. Yeah, he surrendered. And sadly, now the world is dealing with those implications. And right now... We are again getting updates that in Ukraine they are hunting apparently for the president of Ukraine and his family. He is pleading with the world to do whatever they can to help. 
And he's basically calling all women, children, and men to pick up arms and to defend his country, which is being closed in tonight by Russian forces. And our president's saying, oh, in a few months, the U.S. sanctions will kick in. Do you think there's going to be a country of Ukraine in a few months? Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes, we are thinking about our American troops that are now stationed in many countries that are near Ukraine, including in Poland, where there are thousands upon thousands of American troops that are there trying to help the Ukrainian people. Again, President Biden has said and repeated it in the last few hours that there will be no American boots on the ground inside of Ukraine, which is under attack tonight. But the U.S. forces will absolutely provide aid to the Ukrainian people, especially fleeing refugees, many of them coming into countries like Poland, neighboring Ukraine. And so they will be playing a very pivotal role and are there now on standby. Thousands of other American troops are on high alert, ready because they may be sent to Poland and other countries to protect the Ukrainian people and also to help the fleeing refugees and others as a result of this crisis. So tonight, let's think about our men and women who are thousands of miles away and they're defending the world's freedom. They're protecting NATO. They're protecting Poland. They're protecting Romania. They're protecting a lot of other countries and, of course, protecting America, again, away from home and there to protect the world. Thank you always to our great brave and men and women who are answering the call and always there standing at the ready. And I want to take your calls tonight about how you think the leader of the free world, our president, President Biden, has done. I think it's been disastrous. I think it's been abominable. And I think his just attitude, his structure, his response, everything he has done, not just his rhetoric, His rhetoric has been lackluster. He doesn't sound like a leader who Putin, an evil dictator, is going to be scared of. His actions have done nothing. And meanwhile, at this hour, people in the streets of Ukraine, some of them are courageously protesting. It's amazing. Many of them are picking up arms because the Ukrainian president has told every man, woman, and child to pick up arms and defend the country of Ukraine. And he has basically said that he has been left alone to the world, that it's basically Ukraine against Russia right now. And boy, is that going to be, sadly, a David and Goliath fight. And we are just praying, of course, for the people of Ukraine. And today we heard from President Biden, who he said, I know who President Putin is. He said he's an evil dictator who may not stop at Ukraine. So listen to the way President Biden describes President Putin, who has basically come out and said this is what he's going to do. And President Biden says he knows who he's dealing with. Take a listen. He has much larger ambitions in Ukraine. He wants to, in fact, reestablish the former Soviet Union. That's what this is about. And I think that his uh, his ambitions uh, are are completely contrary to the place where the rest of the world has arrived. So when you hear that, he's saying he's going to continue going beyond Ukraine. His ambitions are to take over the world. And you think a lackluster 
attempt by the U.S. president, who's supposed to lead the world right now, saying, well, we're going to do some sanctions and the sanctions will take effect in about a month or so. That's how long usually sometimes sanctions. Do you think? Think about the damage that an evil dictator like Putin can do in a month. Think back to World War II, what Hitler did in a month. Hitler took over Poland very, very quickly. Remember, guys, when he came in on September 1st, 1939, he destroyed Poland. He destroyed that country. And you think about what Putin is doing right now to Ukraine. This is a frightening situation. We have a president who knows that this is an evil dictator who plans to take over well beyond Ukraine, and you've done nothing to stop him. It is absolutely frightening. And then in the meantime, he also says, by the way, everybody, you Americans, I know I cut off Keystone Pipeline. I know I'm not allowing for federal drilling on land. I know that we're now kind of dependent on Russian oil in some ways. And you're going to feel it at the gas pump. Is there anything that this president's doing to help Americans? Take a listen to what he actually said a few hours ago. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. Right. So what is he going to do? Cut a deal with Iran? Because that's what a lot of people are talking about, that he actually may cut some deal with Iran. And guess what that means? They're going to continue with their nuclear production. So, boy, is that going to make the world safer. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael in Nutley. Go ahead, Michael. Your thoughts about all of this. This is actually really frightening tonight, Michael. Go ahead. First of all, Biden has put sanctions on America when it comes to uh, energy. But the, what I'm calling about is this. As an American citizen, I personally think we made a big mistake this time. We Americans should have sent 70,000 American troops with another 200,000 NATO troops into Ukraine before the invasion started to challenge Putin to cross that line because the ball would be in his court. So if he wanted a real war, he would have had one. Maybe he would have thought twice. And I'm sure the people of Russia don't want a war with the West. I'm sure the majority of them don't. Now, when it comes to Biden and Harris and Pelosi, at this point, we've we got to get them out of our government. They're, they're, they're working against the American people. I don't care if they're impeached. I don't care if they're carried out by six anymore. We American citizens, the biggest threat other than Russia is our own Democrat-led government that seems to cheer for our enemies. I mean, Taiwan is in the crosshairs. Poland, Rita, Poland is in the crosshairs. I, I mean, Putin crossed that line, and you know he's thinking about Poland. You know it. And then maybe Lithuania and all those other Eastern Bloc nations that used to be under the Iron Curtain, we made a big mistake. We should have we should have challenged him before his forces invaded Ukraine. We should have helped out Zelensky and the Ukrainians put troops in there and leave the ball in Putin's court to see if he would cross the line then. No, that's a, by the way, Michael, that's a really interesting point that you're making because you're right. We should have done it. Yeah, we should, you know what? we should have sent some message that don't you dare cross that line. And that might have actually sent it. You know, we don't want, obviously, Americans to be, you know, uh, I hate for anything to happen to our American troops. But but by this doing that as a message, as a preventative message, at least that would have shown a message of strength and cojones because this president has done zero to inspire strength 
and zero to thwart Putin. That's actually a really, really great point. Michael, thank you very much. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Judith. Your thoughts about all this and what's led to this moment. Go ahead, Judith. Um, I'm on pins and needles. I got a lot to say. I have a solution, a little different than this other guy that's called Michael. I have a solution as well. But before I get to that, and I've got to tell you, the sanctions will not work. I'll tell you why. But before that, I got to address regressive, depressive Stan. I'm sorry. First of all, I don't know if you know this, but Trump told Putin, do you realize he behaved for four years when Trump was around? Do you know why? Because Trump told him, hey, listen, sweetheart, you try one little thing and I'll bomb Moscow. That's what he told him. Oh, I so know. I know. I know. Yeah. Stan, Stan, hang on, Stan's hang on. trying Peter, to read, hang read, on. Listen. Judith, hold on a second. Stan is trying to take one of the phrases out of a comment. I just want people to understand what you're talking about because I understand what you're talking about. He is taking a statement that he made during an interview this week where he said also that from a military standpoint, you know, taking over the country for two dollars worth of sanctions um, that's, you know, he's saying that, oh, boy, P- Putin really barely got threatened and he's so easily able to take over a country. That's, you know, a smart military, like you said, genius. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Right. right. So that's why Putin was behaving himself because he saw bomb Moscow. But there are two other things. Two things I want to say that major things that were to this point. Brainless Biden, I'm sorry to say, he killed the energy for us. He handed the energy over on a silver planet for Putin 14 months ago. That's one. That's why we're here in this mess, too. Biden's disastrous Afghanistan couldn't care less chaotic surrender. That's the reason why we're in this mess and and everything. But I want to tell you something, Rita. I have a solution. But before that, sanctions now is worthless. I'll tell you why. Last week, China and Putin signed an agreement last week where China is giving Putin some crazy amount of money to the sum of and uh, sit down and as fast as you go, like $140 billion. So Putin is laughing his head off because he doesn't need anything anymore because he's got China giving them so much money to support this because they're in the bag together. Now, here's the solution, Rita. Hang on for this. The only way now, now, to get Russia to back off and come to the table is for our lovely President Biden to go to Congress and announce, as a result of this aggression, Plus, Putin's threatening us as well, because, you know, he, he, he threatened us yesterday by saying if we get involved, there'll be serious consequences. I need Biden to go to Congress and ask for, you ready, $500 billion. No, not for two million illegals, but to build back better our entire military, nuclear capabilities, spy intelligence, counter cyber warfare, and anything else to really bring us up to the number one military power, because that's what's going to scare Putin and China if we put our money into our military. I agree, by the way, Judith, I totally agree. I think that, first of all, that is where our money needs to be, because you can sit and talk about, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the Biden administration, can sit and talk about climate change and, you know, windmills and all these other things. And in a perfect world, it's nice to think about protecting the environment and all that stuff. You're not going to have an environment. You're not going to have a country if you don't sit and have a good, strong military. That is first and foremost. And boy, what we're seeing right now in the world is putting it all in perspective. And like you just said, the Keystone Pipe, the fact that he moved us away from energy independence and that he wasn't putting the priority into the military, uh, it is shocking. It is absolutely shopping, and I think it's a dereliction of duty in so many ways, Judith, in so many, many ways. 
Um, Judah, thank you very much. Great, great points. And by the way, you know, it's interesting because now um, we're just hearing word that also President of France, Emmanuel Macron, um, who has been having conversations with Putin, by the way, on and off, you know, for the last few weeks or so, is positioning himself, according to reports, as a mediator between Russia and Ukraine in a potential ceasefire agreement. He says he's ready to broker it. Um, The question is, will Putin even want anybody to be a broker? He probably doesn't care. But how sad that he's actually trying to look like a leader right now, that he's actually acting more like a leader and at least offering to do something more than I've even seen our president. And I never thought a Frenchie would be that, but he is. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Staten Island. Robert, your thoughts about what's happening tonight and our president. Hi, Rita. Uh, I love your show. Uh, I just want to make uh, two brief comments, uh, a comment and a prediction. I, I think that uh, I think uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, uh, forced uh, Putin's hand because he um, mentioned uh, he talked about getting a nuclear weapon. That's my comment. And uh, my prediction is that um, President Zelensky will uh, flee to Poland with his tail between his legs. What? Wait, I missed the last part, Robert. Go ahead. What was the last part you said? I, I, I predict uh, President Zelensky will flee to Poland with his tail between his legs. Okay, so two things. Where are you from? What country are you from, Robert, originally? Hoboken. What's that? Hoboken. No, no, no. But where are you from? Where were you born? Hoboken. Oh, okay. All right. I thought I heard an accent. All right. But, uh, but I'm hearing a great New Jersey accent, if that's the case. All right. So let me ask you two things. First off, are you saying that Ukraine asked for this? Is that where you're going? No, I'm saying that uh, the Russians have, have uh, legitimate security uh, issues about, uh, about uh, 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 missiles being placed in, um, in uh, Ukraine aimed at, uh, at Russia. All right. Well, two I mean, things. Uh, First they, off, they two things. Met- Russia, uh, Robert, hold on one second. Two things. First off, you sound like an apologist for Russia. That's where I'm a little confused right now. And I didn't know that people in Hoboken are apologists for Putin, okay? So that's one thing. I have a lot of friends there, and they all seem to think about America and care about democracy. So this is a new one to me, and I love Hoboken. So I'm not sure what you're drinking in the water there. That's one. Two, number, uh, you talk about the fact that he talked about nuclears. What he did say, Zelensky, was America and the world basically convinced him you know, in the 1990s to give up nuclear weapons. And that in a way now he's regretting it because he said in return for giving up his weapons back then, he was basically a promise from America and the world that should something happen because we're about to give up our nuclear weapons. I would assume if we're going to do that, then you're going to come to our aid if something happens. And he brought that up this week. And by the way, rightfully so. If I was Ukraine, I'd be saying, where the heck is everybody? I gave up my nukes. You said you were going to protect me. Now it's coming and you're not anywhere to be seen. So, I mean, that's when he brought up the nuclear weapons. And when you're dealing with Russia, which is a nuclear power, you know what? And you're and you're hearing that this evil, you know, dictator is planning to take over your country. And he's about to any minute now. You know, he already came into the country. And now we've got Russian troops on the ground about to level basically the capital city. Don't you think the president of Ukraine has something to worry about, Robert? I'll give you a few seconds because I hope you got an epiphany in the last few minutes. Go ahead. 
I'm just being realistic. I'm not a warmonger. They have legitimate uh, security interests. Just uh, not too long ago, the, the, the Soviet Union lost uh, 23 million people. Well, you know why? You know when, why? When they were inv- invaded by um, by the West, Germany, and uh, they, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah. they, 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 you can understand their point of view that they they want secure borders. Yeah, I listen. I I hear what you're saying about just countries in general wanting secure borders, but the way you protect your border is not by trying to level a neighbor's border. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean that to me is a really obscene and just crazy comment on your part because Ru- Ukraine never said, hey, by the way, we're going to invade your Russia. You know, they they never said that. They just said, we'd like to stay as a nice, peaceful nation and be protected. You know, so suddenly the big bully came in and said, we're going to level your country. And you seem to be sympathizing with Russia. And I hope you stop drinking and listen a little more to the news. But thank you for the call, Robert. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. There are reports that Russian forces are now coming upon the capital city of Kiev in Ukraine as the leader of Ukraine is telling basically every man, woman, and child to pick up arms and defend their country and not allowing, especially men between the ages of 18 to 60, saying that they are physically not allowed to leave the country, that they have to stay and fight, and asking all the other citizens to do the same. And our president has been so lackluster and so tepid with these sanctions that are having zero effect on Putin that even MSNBC, listen to Katie Turr, one of the hosts there, says this is a joke. These sanctions, uh, he's not sanctioning Putin directly. He's not taking away his access to SWIFT. This would fall short of the most major set of sanctions that the president can impose. And I guess the open question now is why not do it now? What else is this administration waiting for? Yeah, what is he waiting for? The country is under siege and about to be surrounded by Russian troops. They've been pummeled from the air. They are being pummeled from the sea. And now they're about to be pummeled on the ground. And our president's saying, oh, these little sort of lackluster sanctions are going to take effect. And they'll basically affect him in about a month or so. I contend there will not be a Ukraine in a month or so. So what is he waiting for? Our leader of the free world that has been a follower at this moment. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael in Virginia Beach. Michael, your thoughts about this. Go ahead. Uh, My thought is that uh, Putin is not stupid, and he's probably considering what uh, the next China virus will do to the world if it's 100 times stronger than the last one. So he knows he's got to make his move now to protect Russia and to solidify the countries around Russia, uh, he's making a smart move. Nobody in America wants to impeach this president who's allowed the invasion to come from Mexico with Chinese poisons coming in to kill Americans. Yeah, this you know, man- you, you know, it's an interesting point you bring up, Michael. You're right. It's like it, he has had open borders, you know, and now he's allowed – Putin to basically steamroll through Ukraine, knowing that he's going to keep going. Um, You hit on some very powerful points, and that alliance with Putin and China is something that the world really needs to be scared about. Um, Real quick, I want to go to Dominic 
in Toronto. Go ahead, Dominic, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, the last four callers have been taking my, my thunder. But anyways, you, you brought up the, the topic of uh, the nukes that were taken away from uh, Ukraine or Ukraine gave them up. And that, that was a key strategic mistake that they did make. Uh, having said but, but that, you, But you um, know what? I, they believed that the world was no, going to protect them. That was the deal. No, I, I was, I was going to get to that. Um, he, they trusted the West and the West left them hanging. And unfortunately, what's going to happen now if the West does not intervene, which I, I don't believe they will, Finland's going to be next, and I think Sweden's going to be next, and it's World War II all over again. Wow, Dominic, what a powerful comment. And, you know, the way Putin is talking, and even the way our president says that he believes Putin is acting, uh, gives me no assurance that that may not happen, sadly. Pray for Ukraine tonight, everybody. Pray for the world. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.